Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I think it's high time for another countdown episode. Today, Joe and OG will break down their top five biggest ways to win with money. Plus, one of our favorite comedians is launching a new coin. Here to debut the Brett coin, we welcome Brett Raybould. Later, we'll toss out the Haven Lifeline to Jim, who wants some advice on withdrawing money from retirement accounts. And I'll be sure to share some of my amazing trivia. And now, two guys who almost made my top five favorite people list. Almost. It's Joe and O-J-J-J-J-J-G. Well, I'm so happy that we come close. Thank you for that uh, beautiful introduction, Doug. And welcome, everybody, to Monday. I am Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And the guy sliding his mic away from mine. Crunch, crunch, crunch. It's trying, uh, to, trying the, to do it nicely. The Mr. OG. Chill. You could have done that. We were sitting here for like 20 minutes before that. You could have moved it. But no, you got to wait till the... Candy Crush. <laughs> so, so, Deal. So important. Happy Monday, my friend. It's Monday. We are here. Like we here. Are, ready to podcast here here Here. right here Here. not there we're over here here and it's a great show because we are helping a comedian friend of ours brett ribald launch his new coin og yay it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic and we're also doing something we haven't done in a long time which is a top five episode we used to do these all the time remember i do and uh top, my favorite top five biggest ways to win with money og and i have not shared notes we haven't looked at each other's we have no idea what each other's even thinking about one might also say og hasn't made his list yet <laughs> maybe he's as prepared as ever so let's get this party started but first this episode sponsored by state farm You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. 
State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, uh, Brett Reibald waiting in the wings to talk about the new Brett coin and our top five coming. But uh, first, we've got uh, quite a headline. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our stacking Benjamin's headlines. Today's headline comes to us from Market Watch, AMC. I don't know if you're familiar with those three letters, OG. Love it. Super familiar right <laughs> now, now. Now, if if AMC was just a movie theater and not a stonk, right? S-T-O-N-K, would you care about AMC? Cause because like before the stock came out, were you like, I love AMC? I just hate overpriced popcorn and uh, $20 candies. That's a winning combo. <laughs> but if you own the stock, you love it now. This headline comes to us from uh, Tommy Kilgore wrote this. AMC offers new perks for retail investors. If you're a shareholder of AMC, what do you want? The stock price to go up. And? More free stock? I don't know. Free popcorn. Oh, free popcorn. Come yeah. on. Of course. I'm not a popcorn fan. Oh, shut up. Get, get, leave. Just just yeah. go. Just walk out that a door. A little bit. I have like a handful every so often. Don't, don't let the door. Well, if we had a door. We, just don't, don't let it's the door. open air it, it basement is. today. Open, open air uh, podcasting. Shares of AMC Entertainment Holdings kept soaring a massive volume on Wednesday as movie theater operator is looking to engage directly with its, quote, sizable retail shareholder base. Stock is up uh, 81% as we're recording that for today. What could possibly go wrong? The stock blasted 50.9% higher in midday trading, reaching an all-time intraday high when this piece was made at 49.50. It's currently trading at? Uh, like 60. Yeah. Cha-ching. To make it the biggest gainer on major U.S. exchanges. AMC said it was launching AMC Investor Connect to put the company in direct communication with its, quote, extraordinary base of enthusiastic and passionate individual shareholders to keep them up to date about company information and to provide them with special offers. Just capturing the Reddit trade. <laughs> free popcorn and free slushies. I'm, I'm all about it. Can you see them sitting around the board? Uh, 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 what do we do? We got all the Robin Hood money. A uh, bunch of the bunch of the Reddit people that are hanging in there. What do we? I I think Jim, we got to give them free popcorn. As a longtime shareholder of Apple, I would also appreciate Tim Cook giving us out free iPhones. That also. would be great. Hey Tim, you listening? I know. Take a page from the AMC library. Why doesn't he do that? But but seriously, this this feels a little. I don't know. Make a product that people want to go to, and I'm not saying the AMC experience is horrible. I like their Dolby Atmos, you know, the lay down seats. Those are fun. I mean, when I go back to a movie theater. Again. Have you done the AMC theaters where they serve you dinner? I have done theaters that do that, not AMC, and I can't stand it. Oh, I love the Alamo ones. Alamo Draft House. Yeah. It, it, no. You just want to watch your movie? Don't yeah, let your movie me, touch your food? Like, leave me alone. You know? Yeah, people walking in your way. The floors are all sticky because, you know. 
people well, see, spill their stuff. But that's a whole different thing. Like the draft house is super clean and I like it. And they got the seats high enough up that I usually don't even notice the waiter or waitress come by and grab our little food order. Mm. Like no idea. And then I look and there's my refill on my endless buttered popcorn, which if you eat endless butter popcorn at the theater, I heard is fat free. You turn into endless butter. I, I totally, your do. arteries are, I butter. feel like crap afterwards forever, but it's so good. But AMC investor connect. Okay. I just, it just, d- does Apple have an investor connect area? It just kind of feels like trying to take advantage of a moment. Well, there are sure. I mean, you get a discount on Geico if you've got uh, Berkshire Hathaway stock. Yeah. I mean, same, same. Well, that is a good point. And if you and in some of the uh, regional theme parks, I think they give their shareholders some bonuses. I was thinking Cedar Fair used to. I don't know if they still do. The owner of Cedar Point, Nuts Berry Farm, uh, a lot of the yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kings Island, Kings Dominion. Hmm. I don't know if a lot of companies do that, but I do think they are capturing on the momentum though, because the, last week they also announced like a three hundred million dollar, you know, stock offering. Like, screw it, these idiots want to buy the stock. Let's give them more to buy. You know, so they they are taking advantage of it, but um, whatever. Being good to shareholders makes sense, but I appreciate even more than that being good to customers because that's what's going to win in the long term, right? True. Uh, as people go back to theaters, you, you excited to head back to to a movie theater? Uh, yeah, you know, someday I, I want to see the see new- if Movie Pass works. I'm going to try to. <laughs> book, I got my move, my Movie Pass card in my car. I was just cleaning out my car the other day, and I still have the Movie Pass card in there. The movie pass. Boy, that was a can't lose thing. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to let you into a bunch of movies for free with a very low subscription rate that uh, only takes, what, one and a half movies to go to, I think, at the beginning. One and a half movies per month. And people lining up around the block to go see movies. Uh, Chief Executive Adam Aaron from AMC said, We intend to communicate often with these investors and from time to time, provide them with special benefits at our theaters. We start with a free large popcorn on us when they attend their first movie at an AMC theater this summer. The good news there is it gets people back in. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if, if you got everybody and their brother buying AMC stock, I'm with you. Take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. Take advantage of it. And in our second headline, we know that crypto is all the rage. And we are super excited to be introducing, oh, gee, some new crypto to the game. Super excited. We are coming down here to the, thank you. Boy, you sound excited. So super excited. Brett, Brett Raybald joins us here. How are you, man? Comedian Brett Raybald is in the basement. We're so excited you're here with us, dude. I am so appreciative to be here. And Mr. OG, man, you really sound ecstatic to have me on the program. I, I'm just, I'm trying to angle so that I get some of this free crypto. That's what I want. I want in at the ground floor. Yes, he's he's hoping for, you know, a couple of uh, founders coins maybe thrown his way. But seriously, wow. you are yeah. launching. Everybody has heard of Dogecoin. You've heard of Ethereum. People have heard of the Doug coin right here in the basement. Yep. But, but now there's the Brett coin coming out. That's correct. As of actually today, I have officially turned myself into a cryptocurrency. It is called Brett coin. Uh, you can learn more at brettcoin.org, and I am now a cryptocurrency, the world's first publicly traded comedian. So <laughs> we'll see how this experiment goes. I'm very excited for it. No one's ever done this before. So. You got the, you got these coins, Brett, that are based on you know on gold prices. Some that are based on 
the dollar, right? The safe coins out there. What's the Brett coin based on? Yeah, Brett coin is based off of my future and potential fiscal value. So effectively, it is a price representation of where the market decides my value, what the market decides my value is. And you might go, what is the function of the coin? Well, much like any cryptocurrency or many cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Doge, it will function as a storage of value for its holders. So basically, if you believe I'm going to get more famous and more successful than I am right now, it would be in your best interest to buy in. And make no mistake, I can't get less famous and less <laughs> successful. So, so I was going to say it, we're at the quite, we're at the bottom, right? Hey, whoa! I like to call it the ground floor. I like to call it the ground <laughs> the floor. basement. Get in at this basement opportunity. Stick with the stick yeah. with the talking points, OG. <laughs> stick to the talking yeah, points. OG. Yeah, this is the ground floor slash rock bottom slash uh, mother's basement. That's what you call your studio, right? Because it, 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 it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that is uh, what the function is. So now as people buy the currency, Brett, I mean, they are very interested in your career. So Brett like does a bat mitzvah. That's a step up, right? Well, first off, thank you so much for projecting the shows I do as at a very high level at a bat mitzvah. <laughs> but um, it depends but on which are- bat mitzvah. It does depend on which bar mitzvah. Uh, you know, are, are either of you have a child who needs a, a comedian to perform at said bar mitzvah? I'm looking to raise the price. Do we, do we get like the insider's discount on the bar mitzvah? Well, actually, if I'm trying to get the coin to go up, I need to pay you a lot. Like that's what we would need to do. Yes, that's exactly right. And I assume you're paying me a lot to appear in your program. Uh, you know, I oh, have a, uh, look at the time. Checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying in Brett coin. <laughs> well, hey, then I would I would happily I would happily take that payment because, you know, you know, Mr. OG, I see Brett coin as the future of currency. I'm envisioning a world in which the Bretcoin overtakes the U.S. dollar as the mainstream form of currency exchange. Um, Why not? I think I'm that's, sold. That's yeah. I, I think it's going to get mainstream adoption in that way. Hey, v- very seriously, you are hoping to uh, fund a film, correct? This is correct. So yes, I, I do want to be clear if people invest, and I, I, I want to say this up top: this is genuinely. This is not what people refer to as a pump and dump or a scam coin. This is something I actually want to follow my entire career for 25 to 35 years. I don't see this as a two-month joke or a two-month bit. I think it's a very – it is funny and goofy, and I'll obviously be over the top about saying, you know, this is how you can build generational wealth for your family, although that probably will be true. But uh, (laughs) – It's not – what do they say? It's not bragging if you can back it up. It's not bragging if you can back it up. I mean, if you want your grandkids' grandkids to be able to uh, eat incredibly well, you know, buy Brettcoin at Brettcoin.org. But – and we we did launch on Uniswap.org. That is a trade platform we are on as we build to get on other more mainstream exchanges. Now, um, sorry, I forgot your question. It was yes, the uh, film, the film. So that's right. So uh, to be clear with people who invest, uh, this is not some method for me to just uh, take uh, money from people. I do not want to take people's hard earned money so that I can sit in my pajamas and eat cereal. Although I do love doing that. I am sincerely attempting to 
raise money to make a movie. And by making this movie, I will be able to increase crypto holder value because I will have increased what I refer to as the BCU, which is the Brett Cinematic Universe. Of course. <laughs> um, which much like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the regular universe is ever expanding. Um, what, so, what else would the BCU stand for, Brett, besides the Brett Cinematic uh, Universe? Boston College University. They've merged. <laughs> they've, they've, they've now merged. And uh, Brettcoin is the lunch dollars that is exchanged on campus. It's a beautiful, perfect world. You can, um, you can, you can get your beef stroganoff at the, at the campus uh, uh, lunchroom using yeah, Brettcoin. That's right. But you don't want to do that. You want to hold it because it's going to go up in value. It is going to go up in value. I will be, and that's why it is a safe investment. Yes, there is short-term viral potential. Make no mistake. No one has done this before. So this is uncharted waters for literally all of crypto. So there is short-term viral potential. But as I mentioned, there's a long stability. I am not going to quit comedy. In other words, your investment, if you buy in now, is safe. And if you think I'm funny, it's in your best interest to buy now. And if you think I suck, then short it. I invite you to just <laughs> short the crypto. Tell me I suck. Put your money where your mouth is. But if you want to buy in, you want to buy in and you believe in me, what I say is put your money where my mouth is. Bitcoin is not going to the moon because the moon is not ambitious enough. Bitcoin is going to the sun. Now, I didn't even answer your question, Joe. Yes. Uh, no, the and, movie. Well, 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 actually, which is that we're raising money for a movie. Yes. And tell me a little bit about the movie. This is what the movie is. I wrote it with one of my best friends in life and comedy. His name is Christian Duran. Christian without an H in it. Christian and I wrote a movie. The movie is called Race the Movie. And then in parentheses, it's about race. It is a slapstick comedy about race in the same vein of Blazing Saddles. I try and explain it to people by saying it's the 2021 version of Blazing Saddles. Mel Brooks is one of my personal heroes, comedy icons, comedy icon, and we made the modern version of that movie. Now, what happened? We won in a big screenplay competition, beating out 55,500 other scripts. Wow. So when we were sent our script to managers, producers, and agents, the by and large, the main thing they said back was, it's really funny. We don't want to be the ones to make it. And the reason is, and I think a lot of entertainment is suffering from a uh, increasingly risk averse. There's an increasingly risk averse entertainment industry who's not willing to take artistic chances now. Rather than sit on our hands and complain, we've decided. I've decided to launch this coin as a method to potentially raise the money. It isn't just solely about raising the money for this movie, but. I do intend for every dollar that is put into Brettcoin to go toward this movie. And in doing so, I think Brettcoin will will rise because making this movie will increase the fame. And Brettcoin is about two things. I'm trying to tell one of the best stories of 2021, that movie, and in doing so, tell another best story of 2021, how I raised the money for the movie. And if you believe that I could be funny, I implore you to watch my hour special on YouTube. And if you think I'm pretty good, uh, there's a couple scenes on the script available online. Uh, they'll be on my Instagram. I'm sure if you look or you can just message me, I'll send you. There's some excerpts of the script so you can see if it's pretty funny or or not. But I really think we wrote a dynamite script and I believe it's the movie people do want to see. People want slapstick. People want something that's gut busting. And uh, I, I get a great movie and I might become 
independently wealthy just because I know Brett Rayball. Completely unrelated. Uh, we did get a request for an interview about a guy, a guy named Christian who was starting Christian Coin, something about a movie, and it was going to be better than Brett Coin. So, I mean, maybe we just check it out and see which one. <laughs> he said he specifically said Christian without the H. I remember that. And he said, you guys are going to interview this guy named Brett. And like, I knew it. I knew I couldn't trust my own freaking friend. I'm going to text him an angry text and he's out. He's at, out. At two, Brute. Exactly. At, yes. at two, Christian Tay. Yeah. But this is what the coin is. It's never been done before. For the first time, not only will people be able to contribute money to a performer they believe in, but also participate in the gains themselves. If you hold, I believe this, this idea, I have a lot of strategic partnerships I've built in New York city that will be released in the coming weeks. We have some big name investors on board that are currently silent, but when the time is right, they will become not secretive. And I will be filming another comedy special called Brett Rabel goes public in which I give my investor presentation to the world sometime in New York city in the next probably two months as I work on finding the correct venue. And it's, at that venue, you better believe we're only taking Brett as payment. Of course. I would think it's, it's like a, shareholder buyback. <laughs> when you, when you're like, you're like, well, I've released all of this, these parts of me, but I would like some parts back now. I would think as a, as a comedian, Brett, that that would mean maybe Gilbert Godfrey is involved. Is that it? You know what they say by the rumor Sell the news? Well, at Breitcoin, at Breitcoin, we have a different philosophy. It's buy the rumor, buy the news. I work every day to chop wood. There's so many projects. I'm telling you. Is it Gilbert Gottfried? Who knows? Maybe it's someone bigger. Maybe it's Tom Hanks. I don't know. It could be anyone. <laughs> could be anyone. That's so great. <laughs> Investors? Uh, possibly you. We got bread uh, on yeah. and, we're, and we're doing advertisement for the Securities and Exchange Commission <laughs> at the same time. It's, I just want to be clear. I am not a financial advisor. I am, however, a financial savior. Um, oh, just, that's a joke. That is a joke. That is a joke. It is not Tom Hanks. To be clear, it is, you know, people can speculate who it is. Is it Gilbert Gottfried? You know, I don't, I want to be clear with them for investors. It's very likely not Gilbert Gottfried. But... <laughs> I just, but I you just, never know. There's still I a want, chance. Joe and Mr. OG, there's two things I want. I want to have this be a long spanning project over my entire career because I think it's both funny and interesting. Two, I want to make this movie because I think people are going to love it. And three, I don't want to go to prison. So <laughs> those are those are good life goals right there. Those are good make the goals. movie and don't go to prison. Uh, we will link to the coin on our show notes page, stackybenjamins.com. And again, the URL, Brett? Yes. If you go to uh, brettcoin.org, Brett with one T, although I purchased Brett with two T's dot, uh, coin.org as well, because Smart. well, I've been stacking Benjamins myself too. Uh, the coin is available on Uniswap, uniswap.org. If you look up Brett, B-R-E-T, uh, you will be able to see it currently right now as we get into on, onto other exchanges. I believe you can only swap Ethereum for the coin, but make no mistake, this project will grow. This is the ground floor. I have uh, other media interviews lined up in the future, and I am so appreciative you guys have me on your show. Let's uh, touch base in like three months, if you don't mind, Brett, and see how it's going. Right. Yeah, well, been... we'll connect, uh, and I'll be behind a plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> you have a correct call. 
<laughs> from San Quentin Penitentiary. Would I'm you like, like to I'm accept like, the call? <laughs> hey, mom, I'm not going to talk to you. I got to be on the Stacking Benjamin podcast for my one phone call. Sir, you get one phone call. I got to call the podcast. I got to let him know. Big thanks to Brett Reibold. What a funny guy. We didn't have a good time at all in that no, interview. No. Terrible dude. If you want to see some funny comedy, look up his YouTube uh, special, which is uh, Brett Reibold retires from comedy. <laughs> I like it. Just as he's getting started, he's retiring. And now he's not retiring. He's back. He's back. With a movie. You putting money in this? He sounds enthusiastic. <laughs> he does sound enthusiastic. Here's the deal, guys. You don't uh, buy, just need to say this, you don't buy based on enthusiasm and uh, don't take any money that you're not prepared to lose. And not just with Brett. I mean, clearly for me, if I'm investing in this, it's because I want to help the guy make his movie. Yeah. And that's what he said. It's mainly for, but this is true with any of those projects. It can be, it doesn't have to be a project like, you know, this, it could be your brother-in-law who wants to open a whatever, you know, barbecue joint and like, I like barbecue and I think he's pretty good at it. So I'll give him some money. Don't loan. You see people though, loan people all their retirement money or they, they take their um, money out of their 401k. Don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to have some fun, you want to sport comedy and uh, and Brett, I think that could be could be very funny. I think there's a lot of takeaways there. OG, AMC to the moon. I just can't stop hitting a refresh. Some 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 All that money I'm making. Some free popcorn if you become an investor. That's the reason to become an investor right there. Hey, I had to invest because I get some free popcorn. Exactly. And uh, betting on the comedian. What's our what's our big takeaway? Oh, biggest takeaways. Um, go get free popcorn. Put all your money in AMC and Brettcoin. <laughs> Half in each? No. No. I mean, the theme is the same with the meme stocks, the cryptos, whichever one they are. It's fun to have fun. So have fun. And if you want to have fun, have fun with your fun money. Don't have fun with the money that you think you need to invest so that you can dot, dot, dot. It's been a recurring theme the last, I don't know, three or four weeks for us here, which is you're not behind. Don't think about it as being behind and I got to catch up. And the only way to catch up is to go do this crazy aggressive thing. That doesn't mean that uh, crypto isn't going to go up a whole bunch or down a whole bunch or that AMC won't go up or down or do whatever it's got to do. Don't use it as a lifeline. It's not like the, oh crap, I haven't done this. So now I need to do this over again type of thing. Use it as fun money and... If you want to have fun, have fun. I love that takeaway, OG. And I think that my takeaway is similar, which is I think it's really cool that uh, that stocks have penetrated society to the point that now, quote, kids, them kids are having fun investing instead of what I used to do, which was going out and just blowing money, you know, thinking oh, I can invest later. Now it's cool and fun and interesting to invest some money and Sure, some of it, you know, we kind of roll our eyes, but I don't think I'm dissuading kids from doing some of this stuff. Some great takeaways. I think it is time now. How about some trivia, OG? Just another thing I'm going to win today, like our competition. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Doug, scoot on up to the mic, man, because it's trivia time. Hey there, stackers. I'm your pal. Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Did you know today is National VCR Day? Of course you didn't. You know, 
Back in the day, everyone thought I was a joker when I said I refused to use VCRs. They're just going to be a passing fad, I said, and now jokes on all of them because no one uses them. See? I'm right about this stuff. Look, I feel the same way about pants. That's another story. VHS almost took off for a while there, so uh, let's make that the subject of our trivia question. Since you need a VHS tape to use in your VCR, what has been the top-selling VHS tape of all time? I'll be back with your answer faster than you can rewind your favorite movie. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt. You could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing cost or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required, terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And in honor of National VHS Day, I've decided two things. First, I'm going to assess a $3 fee if you return this podcast late to the place you got it. And because Joe and OG are about to crank out their top five list, I'll also answer today's trivia question by throwing in, for no additional charge, all top five selling VHS tapes of all time. At number five, it's Disney's animated version of Beauty and the Beast, which was released on VHS in 1992 and went on to sell 22 million copies, grossing $318 million. I really don't think that woman was a beast at all and remember feeling slightly offended for her while watching it. Uh, At number four, Titanic. And I get a sinking feeling when I say that it sold 25 million VHS copies and grossed 500 million bucks. I know, I know. You're here for the trivia, not the laughs. I'll go on. We'll let the number three genie out of the bottle and share that Disney's Aladdin holds that spot. The story of a thief who learns that dusting old keepsakes is the key to riches debuted on VHS in 1993 and eventually went on to sell 25 million copies, grossing $625 million in revenue. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to number two we go with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Although released initially all the way back in 1937, it did not appear on VHS 
VHS until 1930. I'm just kidding. It was 1994, where it saw sales of 27 million copies, grossing $430 million. Wait, that math doesn't work. Anyway, at number one, completing the circle of life or of VHS tapes released in 1995, The Lion King is your answer. Number one, Lion King, sales reaching 32 million copies and revenue of $520 million. With all of those animated movies in the top five, it looks like some parents may have used the VCR as a babysitter. I mean, who would do that? It's kind of weird because, you know, I thought... That's what the DVD player was for. Maybe that VHS thing might work out after all. I should look into it. See ya! Well, it's time, boys and girls, for the exciting piece of today. No guest. Instead, we're doing a top five episode. What does that mean? It means OG has written down on his phone right across from me a list of the top five biggest ways to win with your money. I've written down mine. Any points about how you interpreted this, because I even thought when I was creating this idea that there's going to be a lot of ways to interpret win with money. Uh, I I took a very um, touchy-feely approach. Oh, I took a tactical approach. Yeah. So we might be completely- Two ships passing in the night. Just different on this one, but that's okay, because then people get 10 things that they can use. So- here we go. You ready? You're the bottom five and I'm the top five. I'm, I'm, I'm probably the best five, which would mean... Like the second best five. Second best. Yes. Yeah, yeah like number six through 10 would be yours and one through five are mine. No, not quite. No, we'll uh, see. Uh, uh, well, if you're doing it Letterman style where 10 is one, then I think you're right. Mm. But here we go. We'll let the audience decide. You ready for this? Bring the lumber. Here we go. Number five. Who's going first in this thing? You want to rock, paper, scissors? Okay, here we that's go. That's two out of three. On a podcast. Okay, best 18 out of 26. That wouldn't, we wouldn't need to do 18 for 26. And 26 would be a stupid number to do because we could tie. What? No, no, it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, Come on. All right, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, damn, you won. All right, here we go. So you get to go first. Oh, uh, so I get, uh, so I won. All right, good. No, no, uh, because the best one goes last. That's why. I guess we're not doing whatever. Anyways, uh, number five. Easy one, free money, 401k match, retirement plan matching. Oh, nice. Get, get your free money. Get your free money. I didn't do that one. And there's there's free money all over the place. HSA plans. You know, it says, oh, if you put money in an HSA, we'll give you a thousand bucks. Like, put money in, get your free money. But it's funny, people say they don't trust their 401k. Yeah. They, they work at a small business. And I think what a lot of those people don't realize, OG, is usually your company's not the one running the 401k plan. They hire an outside firm that does it. So even if you don't love or trust your company, a 401k is your money. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that could happen is they could delay putting the, the matching contributions in for an extended period of time and just not do it, you know, but so what? You still got your money in there. And once it is in there, it's yours, you know, subject to any vesting requirements and that sort of stuff. Sure. I think it's so important when it comes to your financial plan is look around and look for all these little opportunities. In fact, another place where there's free money, if you just go talk to, especially at a bigger company, HR, the things that human resources offers that people don't know about, as an example, one company I work for had free Costco membership. Mm-hmm. And Gym memberships or discounts if you, 
you know, I've seen even life insurance companies that will give you a discount on your insurance. If you check a few boxes of like, I went and got an annual physical and, you know, I got some blood work done. Like, you don't have to say that you like what the blood work said, (laughs) just that you did it and that's good enough, you know? So it's free money. You're doing this stuff anyway. I feel bad because you read these numbers that people leave, the amount of money people leave on the table and the numbers are huge. The amount of free money that, that's out there. What about, you know, another way to look at free money? Have you ever gotten any of that money from the state? Have I gotten money from the state? Yeah, they have that uncollected money. Oh. Like you move from place to place. I got $400 once that was from Verizon where they had given me a bunch of money. Apparently they'd either build me or give me money back, but the state of Michigan had this uncollected uh, money they were holding on to. It was like $420. You're like, I don't know who Bill Johnson was, but I sure, I sure appreciate <laughs> getting a check for him. I got to, I got to pretend I was him for a day. It was so good. Never happened to you though, but lots of states holding on to So especially if you've uh, moved from time to time, you might want to check with your state treasury department, lots of places online where you can check that. My number five is to pay off the high interest debt, because I think, oh, gee, that, well, that's not going to be the end all be all paying off debt in full is a locked in rate of return, not a huge rate. Well, it can be a huge rate of return, depending on what the interest rate is that you have. But I feel like a lot of time, especially when you're watching AMC go up on your phone, you're refreshing every 47 seconds. You look at that and you're like, who cares about my 23% interest rate credit card? (laughs) I made made a thousand percent one day. I made 23% in the last four minutes. (laughs) So I think we're we're good there. But paying off that high interest rate debt. It's almost at 70. That's crazy. Paying off that high interest rate debt is a huge way, huge way to win with your money. And and not only do you get the money back, in other words, if you're paying 23% out, you're no longer be paying that interest. But also if you get rid of that debt, just not having that monthly payment, like I can't say enough about getting rid of monthly payments and having free cash flow. I think that's, that's a huge way to win with money. Uh, it's funny when Warren Buffett talks about the way that he looks at stocks he talks about free cash flow, right? Is a huge indicator. And I think it's the same if you're looking at your financial plan. What's your free cash flow look like? That's my number five. Number four. Is it back to me or are we going to do like the snake method? I'll go first. Number four is to automate. I think a lot of the time you'll pay off a debt, like I had as my number five, and you're like, yeah, I don't have the $200 a month payment anymore. And then you start going out to dinner a couple times a week couple drinks at dinner, all of a sudden the $200 becomes part of your living expense, right? You have to not just cut the expense, but you have to then automatically get the money saved. And I put not just automate OG, but aggressively up the automation as often as you can. So, and, and you know, even if it's a little bit, start off at 50 bucks uh, where you're automating into some fund or your brokerage account, wherever into the 401k, move it up to 60 a couple weeks later, and then 70, and then 80, and then 90, and just keep moving that that thing up a little bit of, at a time, and um, and you'll get there. It's not a life sentence. I I like talking with um, clients, and we'll say, you know, according to you know, we do this cash flow analysis. It says, hey, you've got a thousand dollars a month left over. So let's talk about how to redirect that. Cause right now it's going lock into it in. the ether, right? It's yeah. just, ugh. so let's invest it. And then everybody's like, Oh, I don't know. Are you just sure your numbers are right? Maybe they're not right. I'm like, well, you gave me the numbers to do the math on. So 
maybe your numbers are wrong, but I think they're right. And by the way, if we're wrong in a month from now, you can change it. So do a thousand a month. And if it's like sucks, go to 800, you know, you just click a button and you can change it that quickly. So I like that. My um, number four is your number five, which is get the bank out of your life. We talked about this at breakfast this morning and how most bankers are not super fun <laughs> to deal with. Um, pardons me if you are a banker. I love my sister dearly, but I just don't see the decision-making process at the bank. Like, like I mean. What does bank have OG to do with your sister? Sister, you know, I mean. <laughs> anyways, nevertheless. You're not going to tell that story? I better not. But here's the point. They're not your friends. Credit card companies aren't your friends. Amex points are not, they're not your buddies, although I love mine. You're a customer to them. And what's the purpose of a customer? The purpose of a customer is to generate revenue from so that you can reward your shareholders. If you're not a shareholder of the bank, like we talked about, if you're a shareholder AMC, you're like, let's make some, let's make some movies. Let's do it. Right. If you're a shareholder of the bank, what do you think? You think, how do we get people to pay us interest? Because that's how banks are paid. How do we, how do we loan money at a, at a high rate, borrow it from the feds at a low rate? We make the margin. Hopefully most of them pay their bills on time and we don't have to go after them, you know, that sort of thing. So Banks suck. Credit card companies suck even worse. And you alluded to this before, but this is kind of kind of my major point with payments is it's so seductive. It's like a hundred like a hundred dollars. Who cares? You 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 mentioned that you got zero percent on a computer that you bought, right? You don't care. You're like, whatever. Could you pay it off tomorrow? Of course you could. But you're you're sticking it to the man by getting the zero percent. You know, but you got this crappy seventy dollar a month payment for the next six hundred years or whatever it is for you know. And it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal when you take that. And then you also get a car and, you know, everybody has to have rental properties these days. So you, so you got a couple of those and maybe one of the tenants doesn't pay. And, uh, then your furnace takes a crap in the beginning of winter. And so you got to, you know, charge a $5,000 furnace and that's on a payment. And, you know, those little hundred dollar things add up. You just don't feel the, the suck of that hundred dollars, $200, $400, $800. Just take a look at all the pay. We we've had app people who make those apps that like go through your bills to see how many subscriptions you have. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap, Ola. So many. That's so much money. And and just think about your credit cards, notwithstanding the interest, which is also obnoxious. Look at your house payment. People say, you, you, you've said it to me, like, oh, you should do 30-year mortgage. Yeah, that's the difference, all that sort of crap. You know what I can't stand or couldn't stand? I couldn't stand that I would make a payment and the freaking interest was twice as much as the right. principal. Like I would make a payment at the end of the year so that when I got that statement, at least I made more principal than interest. Like just to stick it to the bank. Like I'll show you, you know. I'm going to win faster <laughs> I'm than you win. win faster. Yeah. I know you're still winning too, but we're going to win together, yeah. damn it. Yeah. So now I've got this 15-year term and the principal's 2x what the interest is. And it, and it still sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad. So get the bank out of your life. Pay off everything that you owe aggressively like crazy. And when you do get something cleared up, you got to do something else with that money. You either need to roll it into the ubiquitous snowball method and like get it to the next thing to accelerate the payoff on that thing. Or you need to capture those dollars. And hey, if you're doing 500 bucks a month on car payment, your car payment ends on the 1st of July, August 1st, you better freaking have $500 going to your brokerage account. You've already spent it. You're already used to spending it. So just do it. And I think those two things, like you said, dovetail pretty nicely. Uh, you make a couple of great points. One is is when you talk about getting bankers out of your life, don't don't trust your banker 
to have your payoff strategy in mind because your banker won't. Your banker loves leverage, loves being on the other end of leverage because it's, to your point also, profit to the bank, which is also why I don't think of a 15-year or a 30-year, and I know that we maybe disagree a little bit on this, a 15-year or 30-year, like th- th- there's nothing that says I got to pay a 15-year loan off in 15 years. That's if, right. If you want that as a minimum payment, and you want that higher minimum payment, so you have to pay it off in at least 15 years, then fine. That's great. A little bit of the know thyself there. Yes. And on the other side, though, if you need flexibility, do a 30. But a 30 doesn't mean you can't pay it off in five. I think our friend Andy Hill at Marriage, Kids, and Money, I believe he had a 30-year loan and paid it off in what, six years? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. So a powerful, powerful thing there. Be your own CFO. Don't let the bank dictate the terms. Take them for whatever terms are best for you, and then create your own strategy. And another one that's kind of a, a right turn because you you talked about subscriptions. This is nothing to do with your point except for subscriptions, which is my cousin has a great strategy on how he and his uh, wife do their subscriptions to all these services, right? Because I look at mine and I've got Hulu. I added Disney Plus now, which I resisted forever, but now I've had it for a year and it's go. I, I'm keeping that thing. And then Cheryl wanted Apple Plus for a couple, and we've watched some great shows on Apple Plus. And of course, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime comes with your Amazon account. Those are all the ones I have, but some people then have Showtime, HBO. You've joked before that wouldn't it be cool if somebody like bundled these together? Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) But it's not even the entertainment things. It's also the, oh, do you want to store your stuff on Google? There's a subscription plan for that. Do you want to keep your iTunes, iCloud all synced up? You know, that's nine bucks. If you want to make sure that your photos go to where they're supposed to, so you don't put your phone in a dishwasher and come out with nothing, that's another four bucks a month. And, and, oh, your kids want to learn how to do math because they're in kindergarten. That's $7 a month. And it's, you know, it's all of those things. But check out what he does subscription wise. I think this is fantastic. And he told me this just a week ago. And I, I even told him, I'm like, we're talking about this on the show because this is neat. He picks one. Let's say he picks Netflix and he asks all his friends, what are the things you love watching on Netflix? And he makes this big, long list. And then they go to Netflix and they keep it for four months or five months. And they watch the stuff from that list that they think they'd really like. And then they decide where they're going next. We're going to Disney plus next. Okay. They shut off Netflix they get a list of people of all the ones on Disney Plus. They turn on Disney Plus. So he's he's So basically he's stuck on Disney Plus from now until the end of time. <laughs> he has all these different ones. He's I mean he's he's had Netflix, he's had Disney Plus, he's had Amazon, he's had Apple TV, but it, but he has them for a few months, but so he only has one at a time. Isn't that great? I mean, why it's not, not do Ameri- it that way? That's not the American way. That is not. You got to have all five of them at once. I mean, what if I'm what if I'm Jones for the thing on Amazon and it's Netflix time? Then I'm then I'm in trouble. Love that. All right. Uh, was that both our number fours? That Indeed. was both our number fours. Here we go. Me for number three. Number three. My third one here is uh, you got to take care of the people that are around you. You got to take care of financially. I'm talking about. I'm, but, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, we've been well, working together that. nine years. Take and care you of still you. Still haven't done. I'll that. Take care of you. I let you buy me breakfast today. That was funny. We just <laughs> just said. <laughs> to the hostess who was there. I said, well, he's paying because he lost a bet. And she's like, what's the bet? And we just started giggling. And then she thought it was something weird. So she just, <laughs> we just played along with it. it, just made it she's, up. she's like, oh, I can't, I can't, uh, I, maybe I shouldn't have asked. We're like, yeah, you shouldn't have asked. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't ask because I'm not that smart at 7.30 in the morning to like figure out what bet Joe lost. Because we got nothing. I know, I had nothing to go with. 
we just started laughing and she's like, Oh, what are those bets? Huh? <laughs> Better not ask. <laughs> yes, it is one of those, yeah, bets. one of those bets, but no, you got to take care of the people around you. And I see so many people get, get frustrated with the idea of protection and, and it's, it's not insurance. It's not estate planning. It's, it's all of those things and making sure that if something goes wrong, if something doesn't go according to plan, you've got a plan in place because there already is a plan for you, right? It's a government sponsored one. If you're talking about estate planning or there's the default plan of if you die with no money in an insurance policy and you have kids and a family, guess what? The plan is the bank takes your stuff. Like we talked about earlier, like that's the plan. That's what, that's what they go with. The important thing here is you have to put some thought into it. And it's not super fun to be thinking about like, well, what happens if I get hit by a bus and, you know, people have to go on without me and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is, is, is if you don't think about it, who's going to, you know, I mean, you're the only one that can. So do the thing that you're supposed to, which is to think about how am I going to pay the bills if I get hit by a bus and I live, how am I going to pay the bills? Or how's my family going to pay the bills if I get hit by a bus and don't live? What are they counting on me for over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years? You know, I've got kids who are going into high school and going into kindergarten. So there's a pretty wide range of stuff going on in our life, but we have to have responsibility for that. And then on the estate planning side, I think you want to take all of those, all of those questions off the table. Like I joked my brother one time, not not estate brother, my other one we had to figure out who would be the one in charge of pulling the plug. This was a major discussion with the attorney. On you? Yeah. You know, with me and the missus. And so we were talking about it and it's like, I don't really feel, it's such a, such a weight if you're a spouse, right? Like obviously who else could it be? But like, what kind of decision is that? That's like, okay, so maybe that's not, maybe it's not a spouse. Maybe it's, maybe it's, well, it can't be mom, right? It can't be your mom. So my brother calls me, he says, Hey, I just got this letter from the attorney. It says, you know, if something happens to you. I'm supposed to call him. What, what does this mean? And I said, well, you know, basically here's where I, you know, I kind of put you in charge of the healthcare stuff. You know, so I, I just don't think it's right that mom has to make this decision. It might even be been before I was married. He goes, so I'm in charge of pulling the plug. And I went, yeah, he goes, cool. When do I do that? <laughs> Can I do that now? I know. How do I start? Please. Like, let's do it. But uh, there's nobody else who's going to think about it. Like, you can't abdicate the responsibility to somebody else to, like, come up with the, yeah. with the plan. You can abdicate somebody else to do the math. You can say, hey, I don't, I don't know how to do this calculation. I don't know how to consider this. And you go hire an attorney or you go hire an insurance guy to, to do the calculations, or work through your benefits or whatever. You can do that. But the responsibility is all yours. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. No, I agree. Uh, and it's selfish that that didn't even enter my mind. Like, like, who cares? No. Who cares about the people around me? But I like that because I'll tell you. You're in a different stage of your life, right? So uh, some of this is lifestyle dependent too. My favorite uh, financial planning book still of all the people that we've interviewed is still Ken Honda. And his book, Happy Money, resonates with me so much because it's all about gratitude and thanks and appreciation for the people around you. Right. And this basic philosophy that if I take care of everyone else, I will always be in a spot where I'm also taken care of. And, and I find that so, I find that so refreshing, uh, good stuff. And I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't, I didn't even think about it because my number three is tax strategy and asset allocation, which I put together in, in one bucket because Really, when you're allocating your assets, you're deciding, 
which ones are going to go in the Roth, which ones are going to go in the pre-tax 401k or IRA or whatever it might be, and which ones am I going to leave out? And then even more important, using things like modern portfolio theory or the efficient frontier, which man, those are big words, but it really isn't complicated putting together your assets in a way that makes sense. And I think that while going with one fund is a great place to start, I think people can do better. And I think that uh, that it's not that that difficult. In fact, according to a website, Myra Wealth, which I just found very quickly here, around 90% of your portfolio success is determined by asset allocation. I knew it was a big number. Not sure that it's 90%. Yeah, that's what the studies say. But it certainly is going to be a big, big number about having the right investment. I remember... When I was a financial planner, uh, one person telling me they had the number one Japan fund. And Japan, for the longest time, did absolutely nothing. Their stock market did absolutely nothing. So even though they had the number one fund in that class, their asset allocation, they didn't need that class at all. It had nothing to do with anything. So getting your asset allocation, I think, correct, and then uh, rebalancing twice a year, a lot of studies say once. I still like twice. Um, no harm, no foul. Uh, from all the studies I've seen, doing it twice just doesn't give you a huge... There's no benefit. Doesn't give you a bang for your buck, yeah. but I still like twice. So that's my number, number three. Number two. We're getting down there, man. Number two is one that you and I talk about all the time. I love the phrase, you can't shrink your way to greatness. You can cut cost all you want, OG, but my number two is earn more damn money, something that we often overlook, and it's way more exciting to earn more. It's exciting to think about strategies to earn more money. Uh, I think our brains are built to figure out ways to succeed more, to add more to the world, to bring more, manifest more stuff into our life. If I want to talk like a motivational speaker, go Tony Robbins. But I think earning more is vastly overlooked by people. And the number of times that uh, I've had discussions with people about cutting expenses, those are those are horrible discussions. What are we going to cut? What are we going to cut? But when you say, hey, how are we going to do more? People get excited. I get excited about that. So that's my number two, earn more money. I like making more money. But I think it's also okay to look at it from the perspective of, being ruthless around what you do spend your money on. So it's okay to every so often kind of get out, you know, everything on the chopping board and say, you know, do I need all these subscriptions? Do I need all that stuff? Like we talked about earlier, you can, you can cut away those things. But like you said, if your spending is $5,000 a month, you can cut your spending to a thousand. Like there's some number where you can't go below that allows for sustenance and shelter. Like that's, there is some number there, but if you're making $60,000 a year, $5,000 a month, and you can go make $6,000 a month or $10,000, there's no limit to that side. Well, how often have we, you and I seen, especially since we started podcasting, the number of people we interview that are spending money lavishly on things that they love, and they're not earning a ton of money. And the way they do it is they're spending a ton of money on what they love, but they've ruthlessly cut, to your point, on things that they don't care about. And you know what? They're living this phenomenal lifestyle. I remember trying to get my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law when I was in Michigan to come to some of the live events that we had. And my brother-in-law's like, ah, I really don't don't care about all that money geek stuff. Like, I'm, 
I like earning money and putting it away, but I just, I don't think that thing's for me. And I'm like, you have no idea. These are some really cool people who are exactly like my brother-in-law. And I think my brother-in-law would also feel empowered by some of the trips these people were taking, right? How many people that take these huge trips? I'm thinking about friends that fly first class to all kinds of different places, live this great lifestyle, and yet do it without having to mortgage their 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 future. So um, it's it's very hard to get people that don't know to realize just how much more simple it is than uh, than they think it is. All right, my number two is you've got to do a good job of balancing the future against today. I think we spend a lot of time and energy thinking about, you know, the next 30 years. And, you know, in the last year, I think it's probably proven to a lot of people that, you know, maybe maybe the next 30 years doesn't show up, or maybe it's a lot different than what you expected the next 30 years to be. And I don't necessarily mean that, that you should, uh, you know, forego all of your <laughs> savings for consumption today. But I, the way that I like to think about it is in the context of Disney World, because I was very reticent to go. I'm very excited about having the opportunity to go back when they are back to full whatever. Capacity. You know, yeah. we looked at this fall again. My daughter, we wanted to go when she was four. And we didn't because of COVID. We can't go this year because they're still not doing like the Halloween party or any of that sort of stuff. And, you know, we want to do those experiences. But, you know, what I say about Disney is what good is it to have 10 million bucks in the bank and have never taken your kids or grandkids to Disney? It's a super expensive, over-the-top, obnoxiously over-the-top expenditure. But I think it's a great metaphor for everything else that's going on that you're going, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. And if you do that too many times, pretty soon you're like as old as you are, and you got all this stuff that's (laughs) just on your bucket list. Sitting right here. But in all seriousness, I think financial planning is sometimes about permission too. And if you've got, if you're on track for your goals... It is a-okay. You guys might want to put this on a t-shirt. You don't have to save more money. Like if you're good, you're good. Just it's okay to spend it. Like that's what it's for. If you have an emergency, you have an emergency fund. Guess what? You just take it out of that. Like it's okay. That's the purpose of it. If you have excess cash and the stock market goes down and you want to buy more stocks with it, you can do that. If the stock market goes up and your AMC stock goes up freaking $17,000 in a day, guess what? it's time to go on a little party. You know, it's like, that's fine to do too. You know, if I think you're, oh, geez, buying lunch on the corporate card, but yes, it's, which means I'm buying my own lunch. Well, you're buying half of our lunch. <laughs> so think of it as you buying mine and I will chip in to buy yours. How's that? Is this where we, we, it becomes an arms race like appetizer. I bet I can out appetizer you. Yeah. I'm going to make sure my half exactly. spills over. Yeah. So it's like when I was working for the university and the head of our, our department came in and said, Hey, you got to find stuff to spend money on. I'm like, why? And she's like, cause if we don't spend it, we're not getting it next year. And I'm like, and that's the problem <laughs> right, right there. I think I've identified the issue. So a little bit of YOLO is okay. That's the t-shirt. A little bit of YOLO is okay. I'm thinking of a, of a client that I had that found out that he probably had just a couple of years to live. And all of a sudden he went from super people and he went from working all kinds of overtime 
to all of a sudden we were talking about the trip to Alaska they wanted to take. And they had to do it soon because if he was only going to live a couple of years. Probably the first 12 months were going, he was going to feel decent. And the second 12 months, his doctor told me probably was going to live. He probably wasn't going to feel great. So they're going to take this trip to Alaska that they've been putting off. They were going to spend more time with their kids. He was going to go ahead and do the early retirement that I was telling him forever. OG on paper, he could do, he had enough money. And what was sad, and this was horrible, and at first it's going to sound great, but it was horrible. He found out then a couple months later when he got his second opinion, they made a big mistake and it was a curable thing and he was going to live. And I say that was horrible because immediately he started working overtime again because you don't know how long overtime is going to last. Put off the trip to Alaska because I don't know if we can afford that. And what if, what if overtime is going to happen at the same time? Like all of a sudden you saw this guy's priorities line up because he thinks he's going to die. And when he goes back to not knowing if he's going to die in the next two years or not, mm-hmm. his priorities went back to crap. It was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was so, his, his wife was so frustrated with him and I was too. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was bad, but you're right. Those conversations about using money as a fuel to do what you want. It reminds me of when Rachel Rogers was on recently. And remember when she said, she's like, upgrade something in your life. Just, just work to upgrade something in your life. What is it you want to upgrade? And there's a piece of me that really likes that. My number one. Oh, we're on number twos. Oh, oh, I already did my number two. That means it is time for number one. Are you sure? Do we got like a, yes. Yeah. Mine was to earn more money. So uh, do, do we have a thing? For number one? Nerd! Nope. Nope. That's not number I don't think I have anything for number one. There we go. And the number one. No, let's let the British guy take it. How about that? Number one. Who's first, you or me? Well, you. Because we're doing the snake method, remember? That's right. Okay, so my number one is, uh, you know, we talked about a little YOLO is okay. I got to turn this. I got to have a rhyme for that. What rhymes with YOLO? Something that ends in low. Solo, bolo, oh rolo. Boy. Oh boy. We're just going to do NOLO. All the words that, uh, okay. Little YOLO is something. We got to have some sort of like a little catchphrase. Somebody, Joe at stackingbenjamins.com. Give us the phrase. Yes, please. The phrase that pays. <laughs> and by pays, we don't actually mean we'll pay you. Yes. But we will steal your idea and put we'll it give, on a t-shirt. We'll give you all the money in Bretcoin. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Number one for me, build your life around your money, not money around your life. Is that how I want to say Holy cow. Who's the philosopher sitting across the table from me? Who are you? They call me O Aristotle G. Oh. Is that how I want to say that? Build your life around your money? Build your money around your life. I want to build my money around my life. Not your life around your money. You think so? I'm not sure because I could actually see that both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, build your build your life around your money. Here's what I mean by this. All and right. Then, and then we'll just solve it by just what I mean is. Because somebody's going to know that doesn't make any sense. It's, it doesn't. This is what happens when Joe tells me five minutes before we record, I need five things. I'm like, I got three. But I'll come up with two more. Super. And this is your number one, and your number one <laughs> is the one you could th- like. The last thing you thought of is your best one. Well, I just I put them in order. I'd, yeah, this I'd, is super random order. Remember the conversation that we had here about how yours are better than mine? It is pretty good, actually. Here's what I mean by this: too many times we 
take for granted like the position that we are in life as it relates to money. And we go, well, this is how much money I have. Therefore, this is the life that I want. I think a little bit, a little of this is what we were talking about earlier around, you know, doing the stuff that you want to do and just being okay with not doing other things. There's people out there that have vacation cottages and don't go on vacation, right? Because their vacation cottage is their vacation. That's what they want. A couple of days ago, we talked about timeshares and that was their getaway place, right? So create the life that you want to have. You said upgrade something in your life. I immediately thought of something personally that we did years ago, and I'm so happy we did. Think about your life and design it the way that you want to design it, and then figure out what it takes to make that happen. I like Paula has said uh, that she figures out how much money she needs to save and then does whatever the hell she wants with the rest of it. She starts with, okay, I know to be on track for my goals, I need to save this. And then the rest of it, I can do whatever the heck I want. And I think that's the point here is we don't have to, you know, follow a certain dogmatic approach of like, well, Dave said I need to save 15%. I'm on step number 43,219. And on that step, that means I'm supposed to have 10 times my salary in insurance. And because I'm not doing $100 per year of school per kid in my kid in my kid's 529 plan, therefore I'm behind, like, design the life you want, figure out what money it takes to get there, and then just go do it. It sounds super difficult, but it's not. It's all of those things that we just said, all kind of wrapped into one. Go make more money. Don't have the bank in your life. Take advantage of the free cash that's available to you, you know? And if you can do those things, it won't matter. I was just texting a friend. And he was, he said something about, you know, living vicariously through, through each other or something. He goes, I can't imagine anybody living vicariously through me. Everybody has another side, you know, the green side of the, or the grass isn't greener on the other side of it. You ever look at your neighbor and go, boy, that'd be nice. Who cares? Like who ca- what's, what's good for them may not be good for you. Let them do their thing. You do your thing. Design the life that you want. Figure out what money it takes to, to, to make it happen and then go do it. Yeah, I love that. It sounds much more Michelangelo than I think most of us think of. When I say Michelangelo, there's this great quote that you, I'm going you to- You mean the turtle, obviously. Uh, yeah, of course, the ninja turtle. Um, there's this great quote that I'm, I'm going to butcher, but it goes something like, the problem is in setting our goals too high and not reaching them. It's setting them too low and reaching them, right? I mean, having goals that are that are much, much higher and shooting higher, I think. You think Michelangelo said that? Michelangelo did say that. Okay. I feel like I have to Google this. It sounds like it'd be also on a cat poster. <laughs> well, Michelangelo didn't put on a cat poster. He might have. Like the hang in there. <laughs> not trying to ridicule your Michelangelo quote knowledge, but... I don't think that translates from Italian very well. Just Googling Michelangelo quotes. Wasn't he most known for painting and sculpting? How about this? This is the exact quote, and I didn't nail it. The greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. Michelangelo. Oh, it says Michelangelo. That's a whole different (laughs) person. That's his brother, Mitch. Sister. Michelangelo. Michelle Angelo. Michelle Angelo. Oh no, it's Michael Angelo. It's a it's a it's a dude from the Bronx. 
there you go. You forgot the spacing in the quotes. But I think that that's, it's a more powerful way to live. I feel like I get caught up in this week, in this year too much, and not in what I can achieve longer term. Well, that's the Dan Sullivan one, right? The A lot of people underestimate what they can, or overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in 25 years. I do that quite a bit. And I don't think about the milestones on the road to something greater when I'm planning my day. I'm too busy planning a to-do list of things that I want to get done in this 24 hours to prep for the next 24 hours versus setting up those bigger goals, which by the way, uh, leads specifically to my number one, which is to get a plan and have it in writing. Because I find that when I have that plan in writing and I revisit it, like you and I do in those coaching sessions we go to, when I review those lifetime goals and I see another quarter going by where I didn't spend a lot of time on those goals, but I spent a bunch of time chasing my tail, it gets me refocused. And then I'll find that even if I miss a quarter or two quarters, I get back on track. And I think that's a big key about having your goal in writing as well, is that it allows you the ability to get back on track. Because how many times, I mean, you're going to mess up your goal over and over and over. But getting on track means we, we got to have our goal someplace where we can revisit it, right? We, we have to be able to see it. And it seems like every single smart person with money that we've talked to has talked about the importance of writing this stuff down. I think it's a tie. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I won. All right. But nice job, OG, especially on short notice. That's our top five. What's your top five? We're going to uh, ask you your top five best ways to win with money. Maybe you can scream at your device that we missed an easy one. If so, we're going to share this in our Facebook group, uh, the basement, stackybedjamins.com forward slash basement. If you want to also weigh in with your top five ways to win with money. But right now, OG, I think it's time to uh, throw out the Haven Lifeline. How about that? Let's throw it out and tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they put what you value first. Free popcorn from AMC. (laughs) And a stock price that just won't go down. It's actually loved ones in your time, but loved ones' time and free popcorn is fantastic. But that's why they've made buying quality term life insurance actually simple. Head to stackybedjamins.com forward slash Haven Life now and you'll get a free quote. OG talked about it earlier. Taking care of the people around you is such a big thing that you cannot delegate. You have to do it. And how great you're going to feel when you get this done. And also when you get it done with the backing of an insurance company that's more than 100 years old, Mass Mutual. Today, we're going to throw out the lifeline to Jim. Say hi, Jim. Hey, Joe and OG. Quick question about taking money out of retirement accounts. I feel like we talk a lot about putting money in and talk nothing about taking money out. I'm still in my working years and have a company 401k, a Roth IRA, and a traditional IRA. I plan to roll the 401k into the IRAs when I retire, but my question is, what's the best way to start taking money out? Does it make more sense to drain the traditional account first and continue to let the Roth grow, or should I take money out of both accounts each year? By the way, I'm an XL crop topped. <laughs> thanks for that, Jim. And uh, thanks for bragging about your t-shirt size. The cool thing is, is Gertrude's going to send you a code and you can pick any size you want, but nice job on being the XL. And Jim, you're also a guy who thinks about this stuff the way that I do, because I love the Stephen Covey phrase, uh, Stephen Covey of seven habits, highly effective people phrase where uh, you pick up one end of the stick, OG, which is putting money in these things, you also automatically pick up the other end of the stick. And Jim, 
wondering about that other end of the stick, taking money out. So what's some guidance on helping people take out money in a uh, systematic manner? I think the real answer is it's going to depend because it's going to depend a lot on tax rates. It's going to depend on the uh, cash flow that you need to sustain the lifestyle that you're looking for. It's going to depend on uh, what healthcare costs look like. You know, if you're looking at something like um, the Affordable Care Act, there's some income requirements or income limitations in terms of how much money you have to pay and that sort of thing, you know, to make that uh, a premium payment. So the answer is going to be, it's going to depend on where you're at in your life at the time, which is why, you know, we advocate having money in different buckets along the way, because it's going to give you the flexibility to be able to choose, do you want to have tax-free money this year or this period of time? Do you need to take some money out of your IRA? Uh, do you need to take some money out of your regular brokerage account? And if you can balance those out and always have the flexibility, that's where you're going to win. Yeah, I love that idea of the tax triangle, OG, about having some money that's in the flexible account, some money that's in a Roth, and some that's in the pre-tax positions. And so then to your point, then every year, you can create a strategy that's best for that in the long term. But really, if you're looking long term, I mean, isn't it really best to have that Roth money? If, if, if you're on the fence, isn't it best to have that Roth money waiting for later? Yeah. I mean, all, all things considered, I'd much rather have tax-free money building for a long period of time. But just like we were talking about just a second ago, let's say that the cutoff on income for for being able to get some uh, help with the, your insurance premium is $70,000, but you need to live on 90000 Well, should you take ninety out of your IRA? And then have to also take another 10 out because of your insurance premium. You take 70 out of your IRA and 20 out of your brokerage account or 20 yeah. out of your Roth. Yeah. We want to balance each one of those needs and goals out on an annual basis because it's going to change depending on tax rates. It generally, generally, Jim, I absolutely love that. Use the pre-tax money for your lower tax brackets. And then when you start inching up into higher tax brackets, that's where the Roth money comes in. Good stuff there. And then, uh, having money in a brokerage account just for flexible cash, right? I mean, I'm stuff that I'm thinking about here. I, I'm thinking about IRA conversions to Roths. You know, you can set that up in advance if you've got other sources of income for a period of time. So there's so much flexibility if you have the money in different buckets. If you don't, here's the other side of that coin. Do you really care if you've got $32 million in your IRA and none in a Roth? Yeah. You're like, yeah. It depends on how much money you're spending a year, but for the average person listening to this show, they're like, yeah, fine. But that's what I mean. It's like, don't get too wrapped up in like, oh my God, I got to make what you, I don't, I I can't do anything. So I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm not going to do anything. Just do something and, you know, fine tune it along the way. The other thing about where you take it out from, of course, also Jim depends on the year that you retire. As an example, you talked about moving money from your 401k to your IRA when you retire. OG and I, obviously we like that, or maybe not obviously, but we think that's a good move, except if you're going to retire before 59 and a half. And even though you can get the money pre 59 and a half, leaving a little bit of money in the 401k and a lot of 401k plans, you can take out the money if you separated from service and you've retired, you can get it out pre-59 and a half. So you might want to leave a little bit there. Yep. Good stuff. Oh, and also, and we talked about this before, if you've got stock in your 401k, also, OG, you you waved the flag on this a few weeks ago pretty aggressively. And man, we haven't talked about this in a while, but it's so important. If you have stock in your 401k- Company stock. Your company, company stock. stock. Your personal company stock. Do not- 
roll that to an IRA. Well, without having the math done. Yeah. Do the net unrealized appreciation math, which I won't go into more than that. But if you're that person, I think uh, that's super important. Thanks for the question, Jim. You got a question for OG? Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash voicemail. And you don't even have to share the size of your shirt because uh, Gertrude, our room mother and social media guru, mom's buddy Gertrude, is going to send you the code and you'll get to go to our friends at Flying Pork Apparel who make our awesome, awesome Haven Life Greatest Money Show on Earth t-shirts and uh, tell them your size, even though we know now, Jim, that it's an extra large. All right, that's going to do it for today. Tons of people to thank. Uh, Number one, we have to thank people who have given us a review of the show. I know that I've been talking about this a little more lately, and it's partly because I've taken some classes, OG, on how social media works. And generally, I don't leave reviews for shows that I like. (laughs) But it's so important that uh, we get the word out. If you like what we do, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and uh, share a five-star review of why you like the show. And in fact, over the short term, we're going to give away some books because of the fact that I've got tons of books here. saw your library's packed. (laughs) I've got two way too. We haven't, because of COVID, we haven't had any live events. And so I've got just tons of them. And for this last week, our winner of a book of his choice and... I'm going to send him a long list he can choose from goes to our new friend, Eric and Eric just wanted to let you know. Also mom has this on the refrigerator, five stars approachable. They break concepts down in a light, fun way to make investing in finance an easy conversation. Not only look at money, but other aspects of life and really focus on big picture, genuine podcast and host. Thanks for that, man. We really appreciate you doing that and spreading the word about the Stacking Benjamin Show. So expect an email from me imminently. Hey, and last but definitely not least, if you want to get in on next week's competition for the books, just when you leave us the review, send it to me, joe at stackingbenjamins.com, and we'll put you in the drawing for next week's book. And after Eric takes one, that means, oh, gee, there's only 987 left. So, so I think, I think we're going to be good. Last but not least, if you're somebody that needs better financial planning help in your corner and you're ready to hire a financial planning team, OG and his team are taking clients. So head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash OG. And that's a link to OG's team's calendar. And that will be the first step in helping you make better money choices. All right, uh, Doug, my friend, you've got it from here, man. Uh, scoot on up here. You ready? All right. What should we have learned today? Sure thing, Joe. I'll help you out and tell everybody what they should have learned today. First, take a lesson from Brett Raybold about his Brett coin based on his stardom. How can you argue with the logic of, I can't get less famous than I am now, so get in on the ground floor. Sounds like I might borrow that for our big dud coin launch. Second, take a lesson from Joe and OG. Money doesn't have to be complicated. If you can just master a few things, you can set yourself up for success. But the big lesson? Did you know that VCR tapes had to be rewound? I mean, does Gen Z even know what please be kind and rewind even means? 
Speaking of, make sure and rewind this podcast when you're done for the other listeners coming after you. Thanks. Big thanks to comedian Brett Raybold for joining us. You'll find more at brettcoin.org. To learn more about our guests and for more resources, you can head to our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Looking for even more resources that pair nicely with a newly opened episode of Stacking Benjamins? You'll find lots of video links, other related podcast episodes, explainer guides, and more in our Guide to the Shows, part of our Stacker newsletter. Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash stacker to sign up. It's absolutely free and, of course, packed with even more humor we couldn't fit in the show. Yeah, like that's possible. This show is created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rudder-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter, at SBenjamin'sCast, or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and if you could only know what it really smells like down here. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remunerations. That's a big word. There's no way you take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And before making any financial decisions, consult with a real financial advisor. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. Going to play with you. Going to play with you. Oh boy. Oh no. No, 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 no. Pull up. Beep, Pull beep. up terrain. Going to play a uh, part of our earlier discussion. We had a longer discussion with Brett Raybald. Here's uh, some of the stuff from the cutting room floor. I don't know if Steve can rewind me eight years. Steve, is that po- how good are you, Steve? S- Steve, can you uh, please <laughs> fix it in post? Yeah, yeah. Fix my life in post. Uh, um, and- no, that's uh, that's, this is good to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm thoroughly appreciative. You guys have me on your show. It's it's um, going to be so fun. I think it's in, it's a really cool thing to. Um, the hell i don't know didn't know we had a house phone um it's a really what the hell of, of course brett's been living there forever has no idea that there's a phone it doesn't ring until we're about to go live i know let me not have this on sorry guys i'm gonna go we could take the call on the air that would be cool <laughs> yeah i'm like uh um, i bet the problem is your car warranty that you uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my extended warranty is expired that's right it's been expired for, you know, my whole life. Uh, can I go put this phone in another room? Yes. So yes. as we're going, yep. that doesn't occur. Give me one sec. We're good, man. 
Bet you wish you had a bigger desk now, huh? All right. Well, now that COVID's right. over, we can spit on each other. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> We're vaccinated. Spit in my mouth and tell me you love me. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to throw up. But I, I was saying, I really think it's a, it's a cool thing to... Yeah, I'm not as familiar with finance podcasts, but I, I imagine you guys are one of few who brings like color and comedy to what can seemingly on the surface be a more dry subject matter, at least on the surface. Brett, if you look at some of our reviews, you'll find out we're not that funny, according to <laughs> SBC one two eight in Omaha. <laughs> Earl in Peoria, that's we're, our go-to. We're not nearly as funny as we think we are. Same with my YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my I favorite, know what that's like, fellas. My favorite iTunes comment was just the one early, early, early on that went, boo. With like 14 O's. <laughs> it's all, that was the comment. One star. Boo. Like, very actionable criticism. Certainly helpful. Like, oh, I'm going to reverse engineer it, that oh comment. Oh, my gosh. Why Refer- is it? Um... Is it not coming through? It's it's no, coming through good. great. You're good. Um, yeah, we got you. Can't hear us. Apparently, you can't hear us anymore. We got you, Lima Charlie. Licking chicken, loud and clear. Can hear you. Uh, yeah, for some reason, there's a problem with my speakers. Connect to another speaker. Update your audio drivers or restart your computer. I don't know why it's doing this. I'm sorry, guys. I will. <laughs> It's because you put your phone uh, in a different room. This is not something that has happened to me. Default device, <laughs> external headphones. I nickel for every time I heard that. Um, uh, you say that. Do you mind too. speaking for a second? All the girls. Oh, through. yeah. Definitely speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this is this has never happened to me before. You said it to all the girls. Um, all right. I, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting annihilated in the chat. Uh, let me. I, I, I'm going to. I don't know why it's done this twice for some reason. Uh, do you mind if I hang up, reset the computer, call back in literally one minute just to see if there's something weird with my computer? I haven't had this before. Okay. Definitely. Sorry the tuxedo. about that. All right. Well, now it is coming through. Oddly enough. There he is. I didn't restart anything, but did nothing. Reason- just, just keep your hands in the there air. You go. It's because you took yeah. your phone out of the room. All the other electronics are pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show him. I, I didn't do anything. So, um, I, I don't know why that's happening. If that does happen during, you know, like the discussion, I, I assume uh, Steve will know, fix we it in post. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, we'll just- can Steve just make me funnier? <laughs> <laughs> If Steve, you just up the yes, yeah. I don't know how to make me funnier. Maybe <laughs> give me a laugh track so like I'm really killing with the guys. Yeah, There's like wow, their laughs sound like 50 people. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Do we have? How come, oh, I know why. I know why. Hold on a second. Hits the boo button. Yes, yes. It's this one right here. That's the sad trombone. Every there we time, go. every every time you talk, we'll do this. There, no, there. I didn't. I just say, "Hey, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for having me." Nope. I'm not. Try- that wasn't even an attempt at a joke. And, and you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go, Brett. Stop. <laughs> stop. I can't believe it. You bring your own drummer. <laughs> yeah, I take him to every podcast appearance. He's in my house with me. <laughs> 
It's a it's a kid getting back at you for pooping in his toilet. <laughs> All right, are we ready to do this? I'm ready. If you I thought guys we were. Are. I mean, we we've got ten minutes of content already. I feel like that's pretty good, <laughs> I think right? We're good. I think we're good. That was gold. So everybody that buys the coin then follows Brett's career. Fortunately, my head has now been on me. Yeah, it's funny how it got wonky the second that we. We'll have to. I'm going to close down uh, some. Uh, I only oh have man, 87 programs up in that. That wouldn't hurt either, I'm sure. All right, I'm back in. I don't know why the internet's being wonky. I have good internet. I pay my internet bill. Isn't that funny? So do we. But, but he refuses to get anything more than the one megabit download speed. And I'm like, Joe, we have to upgrade. <laughs> but it's all about upload. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yes. dong, dong. I'm like, come on, man. AOL's coming yeah. back. It's coming back. Yeah. Your internet is still on one of those discs, huh? You yeah. still, uh... We have so many of them. With 25 hours at a time, it's great. <laughs> We're putting it another, put yeah. another disc every day. Yeah. And Mom, then we'll... you can't be on the phone right now. Stop! I'm trying to order pizza. <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to film a podcast with the world's first publicly traded comedian. Come on. And then when we're done with the CDs, we hang them in our rearview mirrors. Yes. Duh. Now, I didn't even answer your question, Joe. Yes. No, the uh, movie. Well, 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 actually, which is that we're raising money for a movie. Yes. And tell me a little bit about the movie. Oh, can you hear me? We got some funky in and out thing going on. I apologize. At what point? Uh, <laughs> yeah, see that that's the financial institutions. They're they're fearful of me. They keep cutting me out. They're, they're, the financial institutions are trying to cut into the Wi-Fi because they're worried because they they hear my footsteps behind them. I'm coming for J.P. Morgan. I'm coming for him. I intend to have a higher market cap than than uh, what is it? Bridgestone Financials than yeah. Blackwater. Yeah. Whatever it is, gold, all, gold. Of, all of those things. Goldman Sachs is shaking yeah. in their boots because no, shaking in their boots. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that's inappropriate. I apologize to Stacker Nation. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now, <laughs> I love it. Might have right turn. I don't know. I know, guys. I don't know if this is usable. I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> well, Stackers, this episode is over. But you know what? Your homework has just begun. And it's not about what you know, it's about what you do. And partnering with the right organizations is a huge part of your success. Well, let me tell you, becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Now, not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, Add money at any time and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt, begin stackers with your debt strategy. Decide what the best terms are and conditions for the debt that you want to take and then decide on the products. And with Navy Federal, you could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing costs or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable as you work your way through life. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender, membership required, 
Terms and conditions apply. Loan subject to approval.